And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to Spin Rate presented by Tops. Check out Tops Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Tops baseball cards. That's right. This is Spin Rate, the Toronto Blue Jays podcast here on The Athletic. My name is Drew Fairservice. So excited to talk to you coming with the midweek edition where me and a guest chatted up about all kinds of interesting things. And this week's guest is really exciting. I'm really excited and to chat um, to chat with our guest this week. He covers the Cincinnati Reds for The Athletic. His name is Citron Rosecrans. And he is a great guest. And we had a great chat. And we talk about the Reds, who have a lot of similarities, I think, to the Blue Jays. It's probably worth investigating, digging into some of those similarities. But of course, we talk about Joey Votto who Trent has been covering his entire career, both of their, almost their entire careers, uh, really written some really interesting stuff, kind of let Joey do Joey's thing and, and, and just getting out of the way, also working so hard to contextualize who, who Joey Votto is, what he's achieved as a, as a big leaguer. Um, just they have a really, a really interesting professional relationship. And we, de- we talk about that and we talk about all kinds of uh, fun stuff, a fun episode for sure. I got to say, though, before we get any further, when you save 50% on an annual subscription to The Athletic by going to theathletic.com slash spin rate, let them know that we sent you. And like I said, get yourself a tidy little deal. You can also subscribe to the show on wherever you get your podcasts. It's all right there. So if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever, just go hook us up, give us a review, check it out. Uh, we'll be back on the weekend with Caitlin talking about uh, your Toronto Blue Jays who have just uh, eked out a victory in the wee small hours in this series against um, against the Baltimore Orioles, the, the, the decrepit Baltimore Orioles. And the Blue Jays are looking ahead to bigger and brighter things throughout the rest of the week. Any other thing else? Anything else Blue Jays-wise? Anything else I need you to think about? I know Alex Anthopoulos was on the athletic uh, baseball show. You want to check that out, that out? You answered some some Braves and Blue Jays uh, trivia. Always very exciting. But with no further ado, I, of course, want to get right to it. So it was my pleasure to talk with C. Trent Rosecrans of The Athletic. So why don't you go ahead and check that out right now? I don't want to age him, but he's been covering the Reds for a long time. And he's been, I, I wouldn't say day one athletic, but day one national athletic. Does that sound about right? Uh, I'm not sure. Like, I mean, I think we really kind of came out 2000. What was that first year? 18 that I was there. That was kind of, yeah, I I guess that's a, that's a good way to put it. Day one, like national, that was kind of a, there was a, there was a large group of us that, that came at the same time, me, Carig, Gelb, um, a a, a bunch of others. Mm -hmm. And well, Toronto was, was the second kind of pilot site after, San Francisco. So Toronto has been around for a little bit longer. Yes. And how long have you been covering the Reds officially? As again, I'm putting years (sighs) on your life here. Well, it always depends like, you know, on exactly what you count on covering and starts and stops. I've been around the team since 2004, I guess, Uh, more daily starting, you know, seven. So, I mean, it's been, it's representative. That's a long enough time. No matter where we draw. (laughs) That's a long. I mean, I mean, I didn't cover dummy Hoy. You know, or anything Fair. like that. You don't have any good. Uh, you might have some good Chris Sable stories. I, I, I don't know. We could dig in. We can dig into that if we if we have time today. Yeah, but we won't. What we? Why don't we start talking about the Reds? So this is ostensibly a podcast about the Toronto Blue Jays, but also, you know, I when I look across and I see the situation that the Reds are in, and I see how they are right there in the in the in the wild card race. Kind of, it's an up and down depending on what they do and what the Padres do. I think that maybe if you haven't been paying enough attention to the National League and you're a Blue Jays fan, 
this isn't like a, an accident. Like I, I feel like the Reds are a team that have made effort and made steps to get better every year. They're not in the middle of a tank. They're not in the middle of a breakdown. They sign, you know, a couple of years ago is Mike Moustakis. They, you know, they, they acquire Sonny Gray. Like they're a team that is, while not, you know, putting it all, every chip in the middle, they're a team that has made efforts to get better. And maybe here in 2021, we're seeing them achieve a, a degree of that. Those efforts have come to fruition, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they did do that in like 15, 16 era where they did the teardown and then they built up. Uh, this past offseason was not uh, then addition mode. They gave away pretty much their closer, Rysel Iglesias, and they've been paying for it ever since. Um, also, Archie Bradley. And, uh, you, you you know, the t- two back guys of your bullpen, you, you throw, you give away for, I mean, literally nothing. I mean, well, not literally. They 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 got Noe Ramirez back from the Angels. Uh, he didn't make it out of spring training, so more or less nothing. Um, and you wonder why your bullpen has faltered. Um, <laughs> but I mean, if they have those two guys, you know, it could be a much different season. I mean, we could be we're probably talking about the battle with the Brewers right now, and not with the Padres. Um, but that said, they have done some things in the last couple of years to try to get better to improve and and they have gotten better and you know they were a playoff team albeit in the expanded playoffs and they didn't score a run in their two games um which is a um, poor strategy but you know they they have been trying to get better um and it's going to be an interesting off season um you know Nick Castellanos the guy that they signed 2 years ago will likely be a free agent he had opt outs after his first 2 years uh, in that four-year contract, and um, last year he was not. Last year wasn't a uh, good time to take that opt-out. This year, maybe it's a really good time to take that opt-out. And um, you know, usually if you are a Scott Boris client, and Scott Boris has worked in opt-outs for your contract, pretty good, pretty good chance that you're gonna opt out. So if not for the additions they made in the offseason, and while, as you pointed out, kind of weakening the bullpen in a way, how how did the Reds get here? How is it that we're here on uh, September the 2nd, and they are, you know, flip-flopping in and out of the out of the playoff position? What is it that, that has really gone right for the Reds this season? Well, uh, I think you start with the offense. You know, you would hope that the, the starting pitching would continue, even losing a Trevor Bauer. Um, last off season, um, for, uh, that's a whole different ball of wax on many levels. Um, but, but they lost, let's just say, let's not mention his name and just say they lost the reigning Cy Young winner. Um, but they still had a solid rotation and they knew that with, um, Sonny Gray and Luis Castillo at the top. One of the things that happened is that a signing from a year ago that didn't look great. You know, m- much of this is that that going into the 2020 season, those signings where they were really kind of going for it before the the pandemic hit. Um, Wade Miley, Wade Miley was a guy mm. who was hurt all of last year, and you know, here he might be uh, by some measures not just the most valuable. Right, this was probably before yesterday's start, and he did not have a good start yesterday. Um, but he was like the top in National League war, I think, at some point on uh, baseball reference, which again treats pitchers war differently but than fan graphs. But, uh, you know, regardless of what minutia you want to get into, Wade Miley's pitched really, really well. Um, there, there's just no getting, getting beyond that. Um, and then you add uh, a rookie, a guy that they had counted on several years ago and they had high hopes for, you give five million plus dollars to from Cuba and Vladimir Gutierrez. Um, who's kind of been developing. He he missed all of last year with a um, PED uh, suspension. Um, but he used that time apparently to to really kind of hone in on his craft. And he's been phenomenal. I mean, um, I'm going to go then to the position players and, and and maybe start with the three rookies and, you know, bridging with, with Gutierrez as one of the three rookies. They have three rookies that you could consider in rookie of the year um, consideration, including probably the front runner in the national league and Jonathan India and India. I mean, he was number five overall pick. So it's not like he was a slouch, you know, it's not mm-hmm. like anybody said, Oh, this is a surprise that this guy's any good, but he hadn't, he'd been hurt for much of his minor league career. Last year, we didn't see anything for minor leaguers. You know, that's why it, it's not that surprising to me that we see a bunch of surprise rookies this year. 
and guys that we were like, oh, I didn't expect much from him come up because we didn't see a whole year of those guys. And Jonathan India was. And when you talk to the people who saw him at the alternate training site, they, they spoke really highly of him. Um, still, it was a surprise when you go into opening or spring training and halfway through spring training, you're like, this guy's going to make the squad and he's going to be their everyday starter at second base, a new position for him. And, you know, he started good, went bad, kind of came back good. And then in June, they put him in the leadoff spot and he's just blossomed there. He's been so phenomenal as this leadoff hitter. It's kind of like one of those things where it's like, he's, he's, he's just getting on base, you know, and um, that's a good thing at the top of the order for the guy that, that, that bats the most to make the, to make fewer outs is, you know, Hold on, hold on. I'm taking, I'm taking those furiously here. I'm, you, I know <laughs> this is revolutionary for, you know, when I started in baseball in 20, oh, 2004, but you know, it's something we all know and we, we kind of joke around. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's been really good. And then mm-hmm. there's Tyler Stevenson, who is another first round pick who, you know, people hadn't seen for a year, although he did make his debut last year and homered on the first pitch he saw as a big leaguer. Uh, so he's a guy that is another talented. He was a high school catcher. Those always take a little bit longer. Um, but he's been playing really well. Uh, he's hits really well. He's a mature guy. He's a big dude and you'd think he would be all power, but he's not. Um, he has power, but he doesn't swing for the fences. He's been a very balanced player and, you know, so much so that they, when Joey Votto was injured, um, we might talk about that guy a little bit later. Maybe Um, if we can find the time when Joey Votto was injured, he was playing some first base the other day. He's playing in the outfield, um, not in a game, but working out there and could, mm-hmm. could see some time in the outfield. Um, Cause he's a good athlete. And they also have a gold glove catcher in Tucker Barnhart that he's splitting time with. And I I'm a big believer in catchers and their impact on games. And that's one thing that Tucker Barnhart is very good at. And it helps so many of those guys. I mean, he's caught every one of Wade Miley's starts and I don't think that's a, that's a coincidence. Uh, so yeah, so those young guys, and then you have Jesse Winker, another guy that they drafted and developed, and he is kind of becoming what they expected him to be for a long time. I remember when he was in the minor leagues and baseball America said future batting champ, Jesse Winker. Well, that could happen. Um, he's currently injured right now, so he's not, you know, doing that right now, but he was an all-star this year. Castellanos, was the Castellanos that the Reds hoped they had signed before 2020, but not the guy that was in 2020. He's been very consistent, um, very good. Last night, you know, six RBI in the first two innings, uh, two homers and uh, a two-run homer and a grand slam, uh, and then some fun with uh, his bat being inspected. So a little pine tar uh, incident uh, flashbacks, even though this was, this was not about pine tar. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, you got decent offense, um, decent starting pitching. That's a good recipe. Now, then why they're in the wild card, not the division race, is the bullpen. Right. But so would you say that from here on out, is it whether or not they can kind of cobble together a decent enough bullpen? I think that, you know, you're seeing kind of stable performances. It, it, maybe there's, uh, I think about a guy like uh, like Aristides Aquino, who kind of came up and was like, I wouldn't say flash in the pan, but had that amazing start to his career and then has never quite equaled that. Stevenson, yeah. uh, uh, you know, Winker, guys who are, I think you look at the numbers and they make a lot of contact, right? Guys who are hitting well, but not striking out a lot, drawing walks. Like there's a lot to believe in, like, if you want to think about high floor sort of thing. So yeah. you don't want to count your chickens, but you're like, they've got a lot of talent in the rotation. Their offense is capable of scoring. If they can cobble together some sort of an effective bullpen and maybe the expanded rosters will help, then this is a team that can absolutely figure into the, continue to figure in to the, to the wildcard uh, race of the rest of the season. Yeah, and they they made uh, uh, two trades at the deadline to help out the bullpen. I mean, they weren't the sexiest trades. They weren't the big names, but they were good, solid guys. I mean, you guys have seen Sessa, Luis Sessa, who was with the Yankees. Mm -hmm. Solid reliever. Um, Middle reliever, you know, can give you more than three outs. Um, They they got Justin Wilson, the left-hander, who, you know, the Yankees believed in him before the season. He didn't pan out. Honestly, they took his money to get Sessa and and Wilson and, and to give him a change of seater and see if he could work out. And he's been okay. And then Michael Givens, a guy who was a kind of a, a, a big name a year ago when the Rockies mm-hmm. made that deal. 
um, from from the the Orioles. I mean, these are all AL East guys, so you know all these names. Um, so Givens has come over and been been good. So their bullpen is better. It's still, you know, you still don't like to see that door opening. Um, <laughs> and and they had been hoping that TJ Antone, who was just brilliant at the beginning of the season and last year, um, that he he would come back and really solidify it. Well, five pitches in to his return, uh, you know, injured. And three days later, he's getting a second Tommy John, which. Oh, wow. Yeah. Not, um, not great. Another name, actually, I've noticed uh, picking up um, uh, some stints in the bullpen, former Blue Jay uh, prospect, Jeff Hoffman, who, who I guess is, uh, who has never really got off the ground as a starter, but maybe has a chance at a second life as a reliever. Yeah, I mean, and he he did some relieving in in in, in Colorado the last couple mm-hmm. of years, and that's its own challenge. Yeah. Uh, but he's he he started the season in the rotation, uh, but he's been he's been pretty good. You know, he's kind of that long man. He hasn't been put in too many high leverage situations, but he's pitched well. I mean, the stuff has always been there, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of times going into the bullpen is a is a good way to do it. We'll be right back with more spin rate, but first, check this out. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So the guy we haven't really talked about, a guy who also you can't attribute all of the uh, the, the resurgence of, of the Cincinnati Reds in 2021, but a guy who is, of course, having an, a very, very good season at age 37, of course, is Joey Votto, who went bananas and hit every home run in July and is still here in into September riding uh, currently a 141 weighted runs created plus more than three wins. Uh, uh, just an incredible bounce back season for Joey Votto which again is someone that you are in there having these discussions with every day and, and getting to know uh, what have you seen in from Joey Votto in 2021? That's a little bit different than maybe what we've seen the last few years. You know, we really saw this change in 2020. Um, he kind of, it was in the middle, middle of last season that you could, I mean, it, it doesn't take much to, you know, you know, that you always see those breakdowns and the guy's like, Oh, you see, is is he's lifting his foot just like uh he's doing the toe tap and just it's a little bit more no it's none of that it was glaring you know mm. because for so many years from say 2015 to the middle of 20 Joey got crouched down choked up and would fight off anything that he didn't like he could spray it all over the place he could let the ball come in and then turn and do what he needed to do and 17 he is phenomenal um just just edged out for the M- mvp um he's called that his uh that season is peace de resistant um he's much better with the french than i am because he's canadian <laughs> and um i am not uh so you know joey was able to do that well basically last year he decided that that wasn't going to work anymore that he you know his skills had changed and he still had you know, in, in 17, he decided that he was, he didn't want to strike out. And, you know, we look at nowadays when you go, oh my gosh, that guy has more walks and strikeouts. That's phenomenal. In 17, Joey Votto had 50 more walks and strikeouts. That's crazy. Yeah. That just doesn't happen anymore. No, and he still had, and he had 36 home runs that year. He had a, his strikeout rate was 11% and his walk rate was 19%, which is what? Almost double. Yeah. 
I mean, so it's just, it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. He was ridiculous that year. Um, but kind of in his mind, and, and this is Joey and Joey's mind works like nobody else's in the game. Joey decided that, you know what? I'm going to strike out and that's okay, but I'm going to hit the ball hard. I'm going to, and the way he's described, it, he's going to go back to who he was in 2010. He can't be the 2017 MVP, Joey Votto. In his mind, and it's played out at 37, 38, he could be the 24 year old rookie or, or, or 25, 26 year old MVP at 2010. He could be that guy again. And he jokes and says, well, yeah, I just decided I wanted to hit home runs. So I'm hitting home runs. <laughs> And like only Joey Votto can say that and you go, oh, well, yeah, sure. You I know, buy it. I, I buy he, it. Right. He had a line about just, he's just up there hacking or he's just taking hacks. Yeah. Now. Was that something that he's, he said? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he's not cause he's still Joey Votto. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's not just going to hack, um, but he is going to take his hacks and he is not, you know, he won't, he doesn't miss. And when he does hit it, he does, he's doing damage. He's hitting mm-hmm. the ball hard. Um, and it's just been a blast. And the other part is he's been obviously having fun. Hmm. You can see it. He is, you know, he was doing the, uh, the Ted Lasso thing, the, 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 um, do you, do you know about this? Do you watch Ted Lasso? I watch, I've watched the first season of Ted Lasso. Okay. So, um, David Bell, the Reds manager is a big fan. And Mm -hmm. so Joey, because this is just who Joey is, Joey, Joey likes to get to know people on more than a surface level, his teammates and those in his, uh, his orbit. So to get to know David better, he wanted to watch this show. And David was kind of joking about how he was Ted Lasso. And he said, well, Joey, you're like Roy Kent. So Joey watches it and he goes, no, man, I'm not Roy (laughs) Kent. Roy Kent's old. You know, I'm, I'm Jamie Tart. I'm the young phenom. I still am the best. And so, you know, in that first season when Jamie scores and he's like, me, 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 and he points to the back and his whole teammate turns on him. Joey started doing that when he hit home runs. Come in and just go, me, me. True story. I was told that during that 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 stretch where he hit homers in seven straight games, including homers and back game really feel in one of those home runs as he was running to first he hit a home run and joey starts singing jamie tart do do to do <laughs> because that's joey Votto. that's funny so so you've joked before that you know your job he joey Votto makes your job easy and you just kind of walk up and you ask him a question you turn the recorder on and off he goes i i know that's not true Oh, no, it's true. It's 100%. No, I think you're selling yourself short. Now, again, you've been around the team for his whole career. Yeah. What has it been like? I mean, I I don't think, I think that the 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 media landscape in 2021 and even in 2005, 2007, 2010 is different where like you used to hear about, you know, a reporter got invited to a player's wedding. I can't see, I don't, I would never presume that that's the nature of relationship that you have with Joey Votto, but you've developed a professional relationship with this person by covering him for the bulk of his, of his professional career. What's that? It's it's obviously been a process. And how would you maybe describe that process? Well, it starts with 2000. I'm I'm looking here. Um, I have the credential because I have all my credentials saved and I was going to see the the year this is. Um, Yes. 2006 all-star game Mm -hmm. uh, is in Pittsburgh. And, um, for the reds, they had two players. Um, the big deal was Homer Bailey. He was one of the top prospects in baseball pitching prospect, a, a team that had, you know, struggled to find pitching still has for, for much of its, its tenure. I mean, like even think of the great reds teams. I mean, who do you think of on the mound of the big red machine? You don't think of who was no, on the right. mound. You think of who was in the lineup. Um, so, you know, this is a guy that, Homer Bailey had all this hype and he was coming in, he was throwing 99, hundred um, back when that was crazy and you didn't see mm-hmm. it every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like I'm there as I'm the backup guy at the Cincinnati post at this point. And so I'm sent to uh, Pittsburgh. And of course the main story is on Homer Bailey's and the thing It's like, well, this I is need the a futures game, right? The this is the futures game. game. Sorry. 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 All-Star yeah. Weekend. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Sorry. I missed out. I no, no. uh, left out that uh, very, 
important port part. Um, so I'm at the futures game and I do that. And then I'm like, I need a, I need a notebook lead. Who's this other kid? Oh, this Canadian is on the world team, first baseman. And so I go over to introduce myself and talk to him, the soft spoken, uh, polite young man. I mean, he's Canadian. Um, and, uh, you, you have no idea how much I love Canada. Like, I, oh, don't I, worry. We'll get to that. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so yeah. Um, so I, I started talking to him and then, you know, the next year in spring training, I talked to him a little bit more. Um, he comes up at the end of September, uh, that year in 07, and you just kind of build this relationship and you start talking and baseball allows that both in spring training and well, in the past, hmm. in the clubhouse pregame. It allows you to get to know people. Like I, I've covered football too, and I hate it. Um, you know, you go over to I, I've I've literally been in a um, a football locker room and said, "Hey, you got a couple minutes?" And the guy goes, "Yeah." And like I ask like three or four questions, I'm like four or five minutes in. He's like, "How much longer is this?" And like <laughs> baseball, you can do five minutes where you're just shooting the shit for. I'm oh, sorry. Um, oh no, you know, you're on the right show for that. Okay, good, good. <laughs> Shit, damn hell. Um, so, you know, you're just shooting the shit for, for five minutes before you even start to get your first question and nobody bats an eye mm-hmm. because you're there every day. You have relationships. You get to know people. I, 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 I've joked with Tucker Barnhart many times, the, the Reds great catcher. Um, I love catchers. I think catchers, they're, they're, they fascinate me, the, their, their job, everything about it. And there's a reason so many managers are former catchers because they see the whole field. They can talk about hitting. They can talk about, you know, pitching. Um, everything happens in front of them. They see it all. I love catchers. So I, I joke sometimes with, with Tucker, and it's not even a joke. I say, Tucker, during the season, and this, again, is regular times, before times. Tucker, I talk to you more during the season than I talk to my wife. And it's Absolutely. true. Yeah, yeah, I would usually talk to him twice a day. Mm-hmm. I honestly would talk to him before the game and most days after. And even if it was just after the game, like, Hey, just a size, like that pitch, you know, that got hit out. What did it miss? It missed the spot, right? What was it supposed to do? And not for like Tucker Barnhart said it missed the spot, but he'd say, yeah, you know, it was supposed to go here and here and here. And it gave you that better understanding something that we're losing in zoom that the readers and the listeners and all the, the, the fans are losing, which I don't mm-hmm. know that they understand that they're losing. Um, that's a different soapbox for a different day, but you know, <laughs> those are things that you get to know people. And that's just a long way of saying that over years, you get to know people, especially when a guy is there from 2007 to 2021, those 14 years. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a much different person than I was then. You know, I wasn't married. I didn't have a kid. I was single. I was dumb. I mean, I'm only one of those things now. And um, (laughs) it's crazy. But yeah, Joey's been there and and we've we've just been in the orbit of each other and we kind of talk and you just talk like daily about, you know, what's going on on the TV, you know, about soccer, basketball or you know, the new Kanye album, whatever it is, you know, you just have those and you get to know people and you build some trust and you, you kind of talk and you, you know, they know you, Jesse Winker knows my daughter's name and always Mm. asks about her by name. Um, You know, these are things that you take for granted, but that's people say, well, you're just going out there and asking them what happened in the game. It's not, that's where you get all this other stuff. Because you have to build that relationship to get these great, you know, I, I wrote this one story once. I just asked Joey Votto about his warm-up swing in the batter circle. And it was this fascinating long thing, you know, mm-hmm. and that comes from experience, you know, going to being in Los Angeles. And I waited for an hour after the game, after the bus left, but Joey stayed to take batting practice. And he was, saw me. He's like, Oh, you're still here. You're waiting on me. I didn't realize I like, no, it's no big deal. That's where the, you know, the very end of that kicker, of that story, and this is 2019 in April. And he does. Yeah. You know, I still bang. Hey, 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 Jesse, I still bang. Don't I, you know? And like, so now there's t-shirts, Joey still bangs, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and that's where it comes from. And it comes from 
this long relationship of when I first met this kid, when he was 23 and I was 28, you know, Mm -hmm. and and these things change over time, but it is a, a really important, um, part of just getting to know people and doing your job and doing it well. And he knows that he can say things to you that are, you know, he, he's a more thoughtful person than probably I am. I would say that's not a, not a, oh, not a yeah. stretch, but he can be frank and he can be kind of, kind of let it flow with knowing that you're not going to try to take it out of context and put something that like Joey Votto says and be like, make it seem self-aggrandizing it. You, you're able to paint a more accurate picture again, to, so that when the next time comes, he knows he can do that and not get cornered by it. By yeah, a I, I, th- like I that. think most people that's very true. Hmm. Joey is so thoughtful and so deliberate with what he says that that th- what, what you're saying is true for most people. I don't know that it's true for Joey just because Joey hmm. is very aware before something comes out of his mouth for the most part. Mm-hmm. of how it can be perceived. Now he had the thing a couple of years ago um, that got a lot of attention in Canada when about the no hitter. I mean, who was it? Um, Jim Paxton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and he kind of said something in it kind of caught him off guard that it was interpreted that way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I remember he actually asked about it afterwards. Like, did you think and I was like, no, but that's not, I'm not that audience. Um mm-hmm. And so, you know, so that rarely happens with Joey Votto just because Joey is so thoughtful. And if you watch an interview with him, he is a guy who doesn't start talking right when a question's asked. He stops and will think about it. Mm-hmm. And you see him processing it. And he's not going to say, like so many of us do, the um, oh, good question, those things, those, those space savers. He's comfortable in, a, in, in his own skin enough to be silent for a second and think about it. And it's, I mean, it's all part of Joey. Um, I, I will, uh, my career will never, I will never cover anybody in my career. Like, like Joey Votto. Well, there, there are so many examples of, of those stories where you've been able to get and, and talk with him about things that are not the soup of the day, not the, well, you know, we're going in against the Cubs and I know that, Kyle Hendricks has got a good change up or it's, it's obviously there's a lot more to it. So if you are an athletic subscriber, I of course encourage you to go back through Trent's uh, voluminous uh, uh, author page and see how, how many of these incredible stories you can find more spin rate coming up right after these words from our sponsors. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. You've said out loud, you admitted it already, that you love Canada. And as as someone who has 
been as closely connected to Joey Votto as you have uh, by your own admission. I can only assume you are an expert on all things Canadian and Canadian baseball in general. Oh, so God, no. Your um, I did, however, the other mm. day. I will mm. throw this out there. I did make a donation to the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. Well, there you go. Yeah, they uh, asked for my scorecard from Joey Votto's 2000th hit. And oh, that's I usually awesome. keep it in an iPad. Um, something happened that day, and I actually kept paper. And so I had the paper and sent that in the other day. Sweet. So check it out in St. Mary's, Ontario, if you've never been, uh, to go check out the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame, where you will find Trent's scorecard. But So I'm going to ask you some Canadian, some Canadian baseball questions. Now, these questions were not my own, or, nor were they producer camps. You, uh, your colleague, the co-host of this very podcast, Caitlin McGrath, wrote a column Yay. recently, Trivia Tuesday. Oh, she, yeah. this, is the, this is the second attempt. So she did one that was, uh, I believe the word was diabolical. It was much too difficult. And while we've cribbed a couple questions from there, she did another version that is a little bit more straight ahead. So from there, we're going to ask you some Canadian baseball questions. Number one, in which Canadian province was Hall of Famer Larry Walker born? British Columbia. A, Ontario, B, British Columbia, C, Alberta, or D, Saskatchewan? British Columbia. B, British Columbia is correct. Larry Walker from Maple Ridge, British Columbia, just outside of Vancouver. I thought uh, it might be a trick question that he was born somewhere else. So that was. It is you know. not. Now, this is one I think I think this one's going to be an easy one for you. But so uh, so we'll, uh, I'll maybe I'll put in a follow up. Uh, in, sorry, <laughs> in which Canadian province was Hall of Famer or future Hall of Famer Joey Votto born? Is it A, Ontario, B, Quebec, C, British Columbia or D, Sasnac? Ontario. Ontario and D Sasnak is not a Canadian province. That is Kansas spelled backwards, which was Cam, the producer, getting one over on me. Do you know the do you happen to know the town or the area, the, the city in which Joey Votto was born? Was he born? I know it was I can't it, 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 how do I say A T I C H O K B E. There's that just where he went to high school. That that's, area. Where he, that's where he grew up in Etobicoke, which is of course just Etobicoke. outside of Toronto. Toronto. Right? So he was born in Toronto, grew up in Etobicoke, a uh, proud graduate of Richview High School, uh, which is right around the corner from where I lived for many, many years. Um, yeah, my friend lived right around in that area too. And so I, I spent some time at a friend's house there. It's uh, a bunch of guys I play in men's league with are all around the same vintage as Joey Votto. And they remember playing with and against him kind of coming really, out, which, is, which is pretty fun because it's, I know we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast and, and not, like for a high school baseball player from Toronto to get drafted in the second round is crazy. And while, you know, they're the, in, especially in the infancy of those sort of travel, you know, big high level travel teams. I don't even know if Joey, I think he played for the Ontario blue Jays, but I don't know for sure. But like that's a, even that is a, a serious accomplishment because the weather sucks. The competition is not super great. You know, there are a lot of good ball players in here, but to just get drafted right out of high school in the second round is just crazy. Well, and and he went, he was in Dayton. He got devoted back to Billings at one point because he just wasn't ready. You know, mm. um, he he jokes that at his um, showcase at um, I guess it would have been Center G Field at the time. Um, he was loved it. Threw him a changeup. This guy threw him a changeup, and he swung on it like it was a fastball and just blasted it. And like <laughs> the guy, he's like, if he would have thrown me a fastball, I wouldn't have gone near it. Um, and so he's like, the guy gave me like I got in the second round because of this. Um, I did a uh, podcast a couple of years ago. I did a podcast series when I was at um, the Cincinnati Enquirer, and it was it was kind of about minor league life and coming through. And um, Shed Long, who plays for the Mariners now, I kind of followed mm -hmm. Shed throughout. And use shed as a jumping off um, point for for a lot of other stories. And one of the stories I, I, I told was about the draft. And um, there's a lot of Joey Votto draft stories in that. It was called uh, the podcast called Great American Dream. Um, it would have been somewhere in the middle because I timed it for around the draft. And just some fantastic stories about his workout, uh, being a Canadian kid, how it was different. Um, you know, the, the the Reds were on him pretty heavy. And um, this is a story I, I'm just going to kind of remember a little bit of. So they're in somewhere in Canada at one of these showcase events or whatever. And the reds have mm -hmm. like four or five scouts there and there's one blue Jay scout. And they're like, Oh crap, we can't tip our hand that we really like this Vado guy. Mm -hmm. So the scouting director turns to somebody else and says, Hey, go to your car, get your radar gun and point it and, and, and look like you're trying to scout the kid warming up. 
So there's some kid warming up throwing like 78 that like three scouts are around with a radar gun that probably thinks he's like, Oh my God, I'm going to get drafted. But all it was, was they wanted to try to like camouflage that, that, that they were that interested in Joey Votto. That's amazing. That's a great story. Uh, I, that is a, hopefully we can, we can find a link to that. And uh, yeah, um, I can probably try to find that because it is great to hear from Joey, to hear from the, some of the scouts. I had one of the scouts that was there. Tell me about it. Um, it, it was, it was really cool. Um, and there's some great Joey Votto stuff in there. Um, as you would expect, I would expect that. Uh, next question. We'll keep moving. We've only got a couple Sorry. more here. Sorry. No, 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 this is great. But, uh, this is now, I think we're getting into the more challenging questions here. Uh, which Canadian pitcher has appeared in the most major league baseball games? Is it a Fergie Jenkins, B Real Cormier, C Paul Quantrill or D Ryan Dempster? I'm, you know, Oh, Cormier, uh, nice guy. I shared a cab with him uh, when he was with the Reds and we were going to Wrigley Field and we talked about hockey. He was a Canadiens fan, of course. Um, mm-hmm. I am as well. Um, so we, we chatted that. about that. Um, so, but I, you know, my first thought was Fergie Jenkins, but I'm going to go with Dempster because of relief appearances. And this was about, um, was it appearances that you asked? It was appearances. Yeah. Most games. So, most games. So that's, that's where I'm going to go. Dempster. The answer is actually C. Paul Quantrill. Mm, Paul Quantrill same who kind of thought. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Who's Paul? Whose son Cal is having a great season uh, in the National League. Uh, and but uh, Paul pitched for 14 seasons with seven teams. He appeared in 841 big league games. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of innings. That's a lot of times getting hot. Uh, question number four: How many Canadian pitchers have thrown a no hitter in Major League Baseball history? Is it A. Three. B4, C2, or D7? This is going to be a shot in the dark. Four? I could not have answered this question in my entire life. Yeah, I'm, I'm just guessing four. I don't know. The answer is, in fact, two, which is <laughs> C. In 1945, household name Dick Fowler of the Philadelphia A's threw the first no-hitter by a Canadian. And then in 2018, for the second time we've in this podcast, James Paxton threw a no-hitter for Seattle against Toronto in at the Rogers Center. So here's the last one. Maybe you, you may have written about this factoid once or twice before. Uh, starting play on Monday, so even though this is today, Thursday, Joey Votto had 323 career home runs with the Cincinnati Reds. How many different pitchers has Votto hit a home run off? Is it A, 275, B, 303, C, 199, or D, 255? I'm going to go the 75 or the 55. I'm going to go 255. You are correct. That's pretty good. That's not bad at all. Joey Votto has hit a home run off of 255 different starters. Uh, he has victimized Adam Wainwright and Kyle Hendricks four times apiece. Yeah, I knew it wasn't like a huge number, mm-hmm. but I've, I would have probably guessed Wainwright would, would have been my guess. That was pre-Cyborg, uh, you know, Renaissance man, Adam Wainwright, coming out of the out of the swamp at 40 like a, some kind of monster. Sir, I don't want to take any more of your time. I really appreciate this chat. It was really great. Why don't you let the people know where they can find you on social? And if, if, if you've got something coming up, maybe that you want to plug as well here on The Athletic. Uh, I wish I did. I wish I did. I've been trying to get Joey lately because um, <laughs> I'm always trying to get Joey. Um, but at C-Trent, um, I'm on Twitters. Um, I'm at The Athletic. Uh, for the other stuff, I sent Cam a link to that uh, podcast I did, uh, that episode. It was episode five. Um, no, uh, just, you know, keep on reading The Athletic, subscribe, rate, review. What? No, no, those are podcasts we rate and review. They can do that for this show. You can I, do that sure. for this show. I think I, that's what I want. Perfect. I want to rate and review this show. Um, and then, yeah, Twitter, C-Trent, if you want occasional like Joey Votto, just stuff like last night. So here's a quick story. Um, last night he, uh, didn't really do anything in the doubleheader. I mean, did nothing of note or whatever, you know, we're waiting for starting pitcher and get on zoom. Cause we're still all zooms, Nick Castellanos who had grand slam and had his bat checked pine tar stuff or pine tar game ish, not actual pine tar. Um, so we're all there and like, we're waiting for the first person to come in. It's usually the starting pitcher. We knew it was probably going to be sunny gray. Uh, in comes Joey. He's like, Hey, I played it two games. I can talk about stuff. And it was just like, apparently Joey just wanted to come in and, and, you know, we 
talked about the series. You know, they dropped two or three to the Cardinals and they lost the wild card lead and went back in with the, the thing. And he's like, Hey, you know, if it's European football, we went on aggregate. Um, cause they won 12 to two last night. <laughs> there you go. In the second game. And it's just, you know, just one of those, it's like quick. Yep. There's Joey. And like, I, I don't know this, but I think he had just thought about that and was like, I want to drop that in. So he just jumped in because he's Joe. I know that. I know that impulse when you got a good line, you know, you need an audience, right? Yeah. And he was just like, I'm not going to waste this. And he had, um, you know, a, uh, t-shirt that was something that was a reference of Kanye dissing Drake or something. I don't understand these things. Um, <laughs> I'm not the target audience. Drake to me is still Jimmy, uh, Jimmy from Degrassi. Um, so uh, yeah, that's entirely fair. Well, uh, again, it's been, it's been a real pr- uh, pleasure to chat with you. Joey Votto will be happy to know that I am going to a Canada world cup qualifier this evening. Awesome. So, uh, Canada is hosting the Honduras this evening I, and I'm excited to go. And I've been excited to chat with you. So thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. And thank yeah. you everybody. Yeah. And we'll have to do it again. And I hope that the Reds give you something to write about and keep you and Reds fans entertained here throughout September and into October. Yeah. We're going to need more Canadians. Always more Canadians. Never Always enough. on the lookout for Canadians. Like I was, I, I'm really excited. I'll be in Cooperstown next week. And, uh, for for Larry Walker and I was always a huge huge Larry Walker proponent um that, that I was so excited about Larry Walker and I know this isn't yeah whatever I just I'm just excited to be in Cooperstown for for Larry Walker's induction because he's a guy I stumped for 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 quite a bit just because I I sorry I'm I, I'm going along but I no um, no it's great I have uh I don't know if we do this video or not I know you and I are talking video um so my hall of fame voting I have uh, a notebook that I use every year mm-hmm. and my kind of thing is basically I rank everybody just one through say 15 or whatever whatever it is and then I draw a line at 10 more or less. Um, mm-hmm. Most years I've done that. Um, and actually that's a bad year to say, to make this point. Cause that's my first year, you know, and basically I just, I just rank them and draw a line and say, most of the time it's been 10 guys and I'll do it. Well, here's one. Um, and, and, sorry. And so I have always had Larry Walker so much higher than anybody else. So this is a, this is 17. So, Barry Bonds, Roger mm-hmm. Clemens, one, two. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's the thing. You won't get much argument here. Bagwell, Schilling, Reigns, Walker. But like you go through in like 18 or 19, 19, you'll see like it's, oh, that's returning, not the actual. Um, it's Bonds, Clemens, Schilling, Walker, Jeter. Mm-hmm. That was my ballot that year. And I had Walker above Jeter. You got Roland on there too. So that's a good ballot oh, yeah. in my mind. Oh, yeah. I, uh, this is a Scott Rowland safe Rowland. space. Yeah, no, no. Um, oh, Scotty Rowland. You want to talk about all time characters? Oh my God. Just, uh, unbelievable. The, the weird thing about Scott Rowland, and sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm rambling. I, it's I your time. I, I mean, <laughs> Scott I Rowland it. is deceptively large. Oh, yeah. That way we used to joke about him online calling the man mountain, like just like an enormous just, huge. Because, like, on dude. TV, he didn't look big. Yeah. And there, just this huge dude. Um, the driest sense of humor in the world and just a hilarious dude and uh, former university of Georgia uh, basketball uh, signee. He signed to play basketball at the university of Georgia, my alma mater. That's awesome. I know he used to have uh, get a lot of stuff with Adam Lind when they played here together. Cause Adam Lind had won Mr. Baseball in Indiana and Scott Roland didn't. So Lind would always just be like chirping him all the time. Cause, cause he got it and, and Roland didn't. And then, um, University of Kentucky, it was him or was it Jeff Shepard was the guy that they signed because he was like, yeah, they could, they only had spot for like one dude who couldn't jump, who could, who could shoot and <laughs> they picked Shepard. And so I signed with UGA. So there you go. Awesome. Scott Rowland. Uh, yeah, touched Scott all the bases. Got, we got Larry Walker, Scott Rowland, Joey Votto. This is like a, this is a classic. This is yeah. Canadian like what, what's your classic. other pet pet? Uh, cause I, I'll, I'll probably hit it. Cause I love, you know, I love I just tried Michael Lorenzen from the record because I didn't think we had time because I, I would love to talk about him because I, I always, I really appreciate him being honest about how much he like appreciates Shohei Otani. 
Because, you oh, know, yeah. like not not like the kind of, well, you know, he's great what he's doing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But he seems like he's like enthusiastic about it. Like he's like, hell yes, Shohei Otani. Yeah, no, he's he loves it. And he's like, I wish and like Michael is a guy who's very confident in what he does. Mm-hmm. But I think even he says like what he's doing is crazy. And like, I can't do that. And Michael believes he can do a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. But like Shohei Otani, he understands that he's just a, I mean, he's a different level than anybody. Um, and like Lorenzen has a unique, you know, back in the last couple of years, it would never fail. Like every two months, a different Japanese reporter would come to the Reds and do a Michael Lorenzen Shohei Otani story. And <laughs> Lorenzen was great about it every single time. Mm, so, that's awesome. um, yeah. And then he, I guess he gave up that massive home run to, he gave up two home runs to Otani in spring training, right? One was a little cheapy and one was the, the opposite. Yeah. Um, (laughs) but you know, Lawrence is, he could, he could hit one off Otani, which is the crazy thing. Um, and, and he's, Lawrence is a better defensive defender. Fair enough. I I believe it on the mountain and and the field. Yeah. I would love to see them in a foot race too. Really? The Baseball America, they ranked, they had Shohei Otani as the fastest runner in the American League. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. I yeah. believe it. Dude's unreal. Lorenzo can go too. Lorenzo can go. And Lorenzo awesome. is just a special athlete. And um, yeah, he's he's unbelievable. I got an editor cut a line from me once that, that um, he had like negative body fat. Um, they're like, that's a little bit much. What? That's wild. <laughs> but it's true. All right, Trent, thank you really so much for your time. No, yeah, no. The I, I again, I you got you got stuff to do. You got kids to pick up. You got you got work to do. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, no problem, Drew. Thanks for having me. It was a, it was a blast. Awesome, and we'll talk to everybody on the next edition this coming weekend. Let's